is that we're able to constrain ourselves and learn and learn from each other. So when you see me <clears throat> delete somebody or something, it's because they have come up with a conclusion to something and they don't know what they're talking about except God gives it to us and except they give scripture. Just how I am. That's my philosophy. That's something to say. And you, you're a man or woman of God, then you, you need to be showing me you backing that up with the word of God, period. So it's not to offend anybody, but it will offend you, and I don't have no problem with offending you. Because this is the ministry that I'm the overseer of. God is holding me responsible. And I am a responsible person. Praise God. I want to tell you this. The Ethiopian mission is coming together wonderfully. I have the, uh, uh, I have, um, well, let me put it this way. God had already given somebody else the work. So when I put it there, they already had the work done as to how to put it together. It was already done. God had already, just like I said, put it on another person's heart about missions. And they were already starting out, but in a, in a small way. And the person that God told me to put the face on the mission, who is actually of Ethiopian descent, and the mom is 100% Ethiopian, they said yes. But I had to wait for them to say yes, and I'm really excited. They said yes. So the, we have a Gulfstream G6-something jet that can actually hold um, 12 seated okay but we only have 10 seats because the owner of the jet and his wife is going to make the trip with us and they are um, in full support of this mission so I want to take maybe um a ton of food, and, and I'm talking to another person that has a C-130, C-130 cargo plane in their ministry just for this sort of thing. And I'm trying to see if I can get them in this relief effort with, with, uh, with us. And then once we do the um, first trip to um, Ethiopia, then the second trip will be to um, Honduras. Honduras. So we're going to have a meeting and, and, and finalize it and see um, uh, how, how, how to do this, how to put it all together. But 
God has given us the resources. That's all I can say. God has provided the resources. He's also the the person that God told me to, to make the face of the mission is also looking into the inner mechanism and the workings in Ethiopia so that we can um, take care of all the government regulations and have um, a place of headquarters in the nation. The nation is at war, tribal wars, things like that. But I'm not concerned with that. I'm concerned with the fact that God had an Ethiopian come to me in a dream or a vision and say, uh, help us, feed me. We hungry. We hungry. So we're going to feed them naturally, and we're going to feed them spiritually. I'd like to take, God is, <clears throat> God is going to do that too. I'd like to take a lot of money. I'm going to do that. I'm going to take a lot of money and start this work and move on and move on. You see, brothers and sisters, God is faithful. I've always been a missionary. <laughs> That's what I am. And uh, I don't, I, I like it. Okay, I ain't complaining. I like it. There's something else um, I wanted to say to kind of bring you up to snuff. Oh, I'm going to start like in, um, I want to start in January, but God gave us this mission to complete here. But I, I guess I'll start in February, one Saturday a month, uh, mass open deliverance to the public here. So I'll give, I'll post the schedule for every Saturday that I'm open that uh, the public can come. For this is mass deliverance, which would just be like, for some people it would be complete, but for some people it would just be the first step. Is there anything else I need to tell you right now? You'll be getting a report from um, the head of this mission in the very near future. It's not me. I'm just getting it up, getting it rolling getting it going, because see, from my missionary background, I I like to empower nationals, let somebody there carry it on, and, uh, and that's how you build and start works as well. Everything is going good in Paraguay, by the way. Um, they they sent me a gaucho jacket. I have to show it to you. I had a fake one. <laughs> I had a fake burgundy one that was made in the USA. I don't know how they knew I wanted a a real one. And they sent me one from Paraguay that they made. They made it. And boy, is it finally constructed. So I'm thinking maybe <clears throat> I got to see how fast they can make these these jackets. 
because maybe we'll get them uh, get an enterprise going and import them, and that would be a, another mission for somebody else. I'm on the roll here, and I'm loving it, and I am loving it. Okay, I told you about the gaucho jacket. I told you about that's Paraguay. They still building the church, by the way. Um, and they haven't even asked for a penny of help, but I sent it anyway. I sent it just in case, you know. Have backup. Um, there's something else I should be thinking about. Well, I got a couple of other projects, and I'm so happy now that I have people willing to work and willing to do these projects because, you know, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for eternity. Only what you do for Christ will last. Only what you impart into people carries weight in heaven. That's the way it works. Praise God. Only what you do for Christ will last. So I don't know to this yet. But I, while I got it, I'm going to use it. And uh, maybe eventually, I don't know, it costs a lot of money to, to fly a jet. It, the fuel, then you have to have a pilot, the pilot salary, and you got to have an a, a engineer. I mean, well, you don't have to, but these people with their jet got one. Pilot and an engineer, and uh, you know, you got to have somebody in there like a, it's pretty big to Gulfstream. So I don't know if you ever seen what a Gulfstream, it's an executive jet. I, I didn't know what it looked like until they sent me, showed me a picture of it. So now I know. Something else. Well, you know, we'll we'll learn more as we go along what, what God is doing here. I want to I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. If I had known but I don't think my little location where I was was a good location because it wasn't a retail location. It could have been, I guess. No, I didn't. No, it didn't have enough uh, windows. But but God is good. I want to uh, continue now. Um, and in the event that this, I want you to hear something else happen in this testimony. But can somebody write this down in the chat room? An overcomer is a believer. experience with God. An overcomer is a believer that has had an authentic experience with God. I talked to somebody yesterday and I was trying to explain the anointing to them. And I was saying, like, like my anointing, 
<clears throat> and they said, I want that. I said, you will never have that. And I don't think they understood because they said, I don't understand. So I want to I want to clarify that just a little bit. And then there's something I want you to hear that it's going to rock your world a little bit. Okay? You see, an overcomer is a believer that has had an authentic experience with God. Yes. And I got, oh, I think I got about 20-something pages here, and I can prove it. But I may not get to it. That's what I'm trying to say. And believe it or not, when Jessica got hacked, what they destroyed was my ministry stuff. So I don't even have my own um, mailing list anymore. That's why some of you got that hacking, send money crap on your email, so Jessica deleted the whole account, so I've got to build a new, see, see, that's the way the devil do. He worked in one person, then he worked in another one, but he just doesn't stop. So what they wrecked was my mailing list. I'm going to give you an email tomorrow. And when you email me, I'm going to email you all the PDFs that I did not do. Okay? And I didn't do them because I couldn't. I couldn't. But God is going to fix that. God is sending me some help that's going to work on these premises. Under this anointing. Now, when I said to this person, they said, I want that. I said, you will never have what I have because of this factor right here. God deals with people as individuals. Your anointing is based upon your own personal relationship with God and your own level of faith. That is how your anointing grows. You see, there's a difference between just being, just growing in the Lord and maturing in the Lord. There's a big difference. There's a difference between, and and this does not work, brothers and sisters. You can read the Bible all you want to, and you can ask God for this and ask God for that, and you can ask God for the other. And you can see somebody else with it. This is what the New Ages do. You can see somebody else with it, and you can say, I want that. You ain't going to get it like that. Because what I realized yesterday, because after I pray with anybody, I go pray with the Lord and ask him, what really happened here? 
What did you do? What did you accomplish and how did you do it? There's a problem in the church today. A lot of people read about gifts and that's what they come to God for. Yep. They don't come to him for him. So then when they get, when they're not under the appoint, under the anointing of the person that came to God for God, they don't have nothing because they didn't get it genuinely. They did not get it authentically. And they did not allow God to bestow upon them himself. So what, what's really happening, and I'm going to deal with this this week coming up, do you know what they're dealing with God through? Can somebody write it on the, I just want to see if you know. Do you know what they're really dealing with God through? I mean, you know I'm talking about the spirit. Do you know what spirit is, is too? They're dealing with God through, number one, religion. And number two, lust. Lust and covetousness. When God say desire the best gift, he's talking about himself, the Holy Spirit. But it is people that have seen this and seen that and seen the other. And they think because they see it and because it exists and because they say, God, I want that, they get it. I'm not saying that you can't, but when it comes down to paying the price for it, when it comes down to suffering for it, when it comes down to becoming an overcomer in order to operate in it, they run like a scared rabbit back to their old fleshly ways. They want it almost like a thief. I'm going to steal, I'm going to take this. No, you're not going to take no gift of healing. No, you're not going to take no discerning gift. No, you can't fake love. You can't fake love. Because something will come up and the only thing that will save you in it or deliver you in it is the love of God. And if you don't have that as a foundation, you don't have nothing. All things and gifts are subordinate to love. And I'm not talking about eros love. I'm not talking about sexual, sensual love. And that's all some people know. And they've never gone beyond that. So you got a combination of religion and love and covetousness, and it stinks. And when it's brought before the fire, it won't stand. It doesn't stand. And this is why so many people go through the same thing over and over and over and over and over. God is trying to teach them 
how everything is subordinate to love. Well, if you don't know love, can you really know? Can you authentically know? No. So the difference between lust and love. That's why God says all that is in the world is lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, and the bride of life. There's a big, big, big lust problem in this world today. When I meet an addict and they tell me I'm 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 hooked on drugs, I say, Yeah, okay. How 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 did you get it? What's your drug of choice? Cause see, I know some drugs are, are deeply spiritual. Others are deeply occultic. Some addictions. So I say, well, you know, um, how'd you get this? And I'm listening because I need to know what I'm dealing with. Brothers and sisters, lust is not, cannot, and never will take the place of love. Some people minister, minister, minister because they have such low self-esteem. And, and those are the people you don't want to be under because they hammer you, beat you with a hammer. Because they're trying to prove themselves to be something that they really could be. But they miss the love element because they only know lust. Now, it might not even be their fault. And I find this with a lot of men and women that have been sexually molested. They do not, in, in most cases, it takes them a long time to learn the difference between lust and love. I went back and looked at some tapes I had over this weekend. And and one of the funny things in the tape said, um, you're married to a 60-year-old body with a 14-year-old mentality. 14-year-old mentality and a 60-year-old body that never, ever, 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 due to arrested development, matured. And it can't because it's stuck. The person is stuck. And when you come to unstick them, they fight you tooth and nail. Why? Because they're 14. And they're doing what a 14-year-old does, living like a 14-year-old lives, acting like a 14-year-old is supposed to act. And God, I've seen God supernaturally and miraculously grow them up in a short period of time. But, but they'll never grow up until they first learn they stuck. They stuck. Now, I'm going to try to get into this deeper next week. But right now, I want you to um, be blessed. 
with something that happened in the deliverance yesterday. California, I got your mic open. Are you there? Yes, I am. Good morning. Good morning. I want you to share, I want to share what happened in your deliverance, how a spirit husband, I'm not going to do the details, okay? Okay. Open the door for another spirit husband and how that spirit husband actually wanted to kill your husband and replace him, okay? All for what? Money. For money. For money. You see, some of you living in an unreal world. And I'm glad that God gives me the opportunity to minister in such a diverse way. He, He never brings me anything easy, and I always say that because I was such a heathen myself and had to have an exorcism to come to Christ. So I'm not surprised. Do you want me to open it up or you want to tell it? It's your testimony. We'll start with you, and then I'll go ahead and um, finish. Okay. Finish it up. Okay. Um, you hadn't gone to Bible college yet, right? With the with oh yeah, uh, a genius. Somebody yeah. puts in a genius. I, I can imagine what her ministry gonna be like. I can only imagine for the devil to work this hard and and persistent to keep her from coming into her destiny. But I'm going to tell the devil, it didn't work. It did not work. And <laughs> this is funny. Because she, she went and, and, and um, looked up some of my old podcasts, and, and that's what I tell people to do. Because I'm never going to go back to those podcasts. God gave that then, they're there. But she said, I saw you had special ops. I said, yeah. She said, well, I want to take it one further. I want to be lethal. I bust out laughing. I said, oh, man. <laughs> lethal. <laughs> now, remember, when I say little people, I'm just talking about they be short and they be petite and they don't look like they can fight. <laughs> <laughs> but they will fool you. They fool me. <laughs> they are spirit war fighters for real. <laughs> so she said, look, everything I've been through, I, I got I'm lethal. I wanna be lethal. <laughs> <laughs> that was I that, I laughed. She my sense of humor is like maybe different, I don't know. But anyway, it was funny to me and so real. I said, Yeah, that's what we gotta be now, lethal. <laughs> Uh, not, yeah. So, we went on with her deliverance, <clears throat> and she was young, right before, and she had a, a friend, somebody she knew, and they happened to be from a different culture. And coming from a different culture, they 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 have different witchcraft. So this person happened to have been a Sikh. I don't know if you know what a Sikh is. 
But they those guys, you see them, they have beards, and they have that turn. Uh, now, remember, she was born in, in, uh, in Orange County, California. So she's always had a multicultural, global um, life. And so this Sikh wanted her to be his wife. And guess what he did? She didn't know. She's young and naive and stupid. He unused a gin on her. Now, you know I've dealt with many, many, many gins. And they can be most difficult to get out and away from a person because the, the, the culture that believes in gins believes that there can be good gins and there can be bad gins. That's gin. J-I-N-N. That they can be good gins and they can be bad gins. But gin is short for genie. Genie. You know like um, Arabian Nights? Genie in the lamp. You rub the lamp. The genie come up, well, that's a demon. And it's worshipped and hated by the culture that it is in. So when she told the man no, he thought he had, had enough witchcraft from the jinn to dissuade her from saying no. But was to go on to Bible school. Did I get it right? Yes. Okay. However, when she went to Bible college, she thought she had dealt with the spirits, but not the spirits, but you thought you had dealt with him, right? By saying yes. no and that's it. No and that's it. Right. She never knew that he had concocted a gin and made the gin manifest as a spirit husband. See, we think that the only spirit husbands come from Africa. Well, that part of the world is still like Africa, still the continent of Africa, I believe. Um, husband had laid dormant for how many years? Uh, Like more than 15, I would say. More than 15 years. It was there. See, this is how spirits are. They don't die. Mm -hmm. And they don't just magically go away. Jesus said that they have to be cast out. So here now you got the seek, the seek, then conjured up a gin to be a spirit husband to force her to marry him eternally. But what happened is 
a soul tie, so she thought that she had broken the soul tie. Now, I realized mm-hmm. that the gin was still there. So now you got mm-hmm. a gin as a spirit husband in a human body that's time-sharing with the Holy Spirit. Are you understanding this? And this was all where she went to the deliverance minister to get cast out. But the deliverance minister didn't have enough knowledge or power or anointing because it is a knowledge that gets a demon out. It's a a manifestation Mm -hmm. of the power of God operating through the individual. But you see, you can't have an anointing from Jesus if you're a witch. And if you engage in witchcraft, and if you call yourself doing deliverance through witchcraft, and they do. All through South Carolina, you see them. They came and tried mm-hmm. to be with me and steal, and steal from me. They came and stood on the corner of my street and dressed the whole street. I told you what happened. I called the police. The police said, we can't do nothing about this because this is their religion. I said, well, you can. I said, but if you're going to take me to jail, then you might as well take me because I'm going to take it all down and I'm going to burn it right here on this corner. He said, I'm going to leave. Do what you have to do. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you got a hidden work of darkness operating. Yes. Then she meets her husband. And I told you the husband's mama did witchcraft on her love potion, love witchcraft, love magic. Not realizing that she actually loved her husband, the lady's son, but she's going to reinforce it with witchcraft. But what mm-hmm. you're about to hear now, I, I want to lay a foundation for you. It's going to make it's going to make some of you say, "Ah, oh. it's going to make some of you wonder." You want to take it from me? Yes, you want me to go? Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll I can take it from here. I knew I was going to be on the TED line this morning, giving the second part of the uh, testimony. And I said, Lord, I want to give the TED line something wonderful to go with this testimony. And I believe Dr. Erica's mantra is hidden works of darkness, things that we cannot see. And I believe that... We can have a feeling, a sense that something is off, something's wrong. That is what she's calling hidden works of darkness. In the Passion Translation, I, I never read uh, uh, different translations hardly. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. You can't define nothing for me. You said you believe. That's uh, 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 I'm talking about spirits. I'm talking about spirits that are doing things actively, alive. I don't believe okay. it. They are actuality. Hear me. I ain't believing nothing. It's an actual. It's a fact. The Bible. Yeah. And 
proven coming out of you. So we don't have to sugarcoat it. We don't have to make it right. nice. It is what it is. I don't have a nice gospel. I preach the real gospel, the true gospel. Whatever it is, that's what it is. Go ahead. Okay. You don't want to give them nothing nice. You want to give them the truth. You don't want to leave them pumped up. You want to leave them with the truth. If it cuts, if it's wrong, if it slaps them in the head, so that whatever it takes for them to get the reality, because they got to deal with this. The reason God is saving you such in a miraculous way, because he wants you to tell the truth. Yes. And so this is what the psalm says. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy, and he will protect you from false accusations and any deadly curse. And this is what this was, this curse of a spirit husband, which ended up being my husband's brother. And the mother. Wait a minute. This is not the same spirit husband. This is a spirit right. husband that her husband's mama, the same one who cooked up the witchcraft potion to get her under her husband, she created another spirit husband. See, I was yeah. always. You could only, you only had one spirit husband. But listen to this. This is two in one body. Can you imagine the torment, the torture, the hell? Now go ahead. So we uncovered this yesterday, and I realized you know, asking Dr. Erica a bunch, bunch of questions, no wonder why I didn't want to be near my husband. I didn't want him to be near me. And he would ask me what's wrong, and I didn't have the words to explain to him um, that I just didn't want to be around him, and I didn't understand why I didn't want to be around him when I loved my husband. Somebody in the in the speaker, do you understand where she's at right now? Because I'm I'm a, I'm a, I want to be very clear. Are you lost? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. I knew they were. Listen to this. The mother-in-law is a witch. There, the mother had two sons. One son is her husband. The other son was her favorite son. The mother-in-law created spirit husband for her favorite son to take her oldest son's wife, kill him, and then the younger son would have the older brother's wife and all his money and everything. Yes. Are you hearing me? You get it? Do you understand what we're saying? 
And it just so happened that this lady has so much Christ that the son that the mother created the spirit husband demon for passed away. He died. Yep. But guess what? The familiar spirit didn't die. No, it didn't. The familiar spirit. And it was a mocking. It was a mocking. It was a foul devil. It laughed in our face. But you know what I'm saying? Okay, devil, we'll see who laughs last when we cast you out. The witch, and she's still alive, mind you, and she's still laughing in her face. Mm-hmm. She's still saying, I love you, and and want to give her a ring. Mm-hmm. Because she didn't like the ring her mother gave her. She want to give her a ring. Yeah, and it'll be a ring, all right. It'll be a ring. So the, the, the woman created the same witchcraft for her first son, for the second son, only she added a spirit husband to it. And so California said to me, but I love my husband, so how could I? I said, under witchcraft influence, you'll do a lot of things that you think you're doing, but it's not you. You're actually doing it because the witch's familiar spirit, the demon, is alive in you right now operating. Mm-hmm. He would have made that guy look so good, been so charming, been so you wouldn't have had a choice because the witchcraft influence was just, that's a powerful witch, but she ain't more powerful than God. Watch what happens. So we cast out two spirit husbands. We cast out love magic, love potions, love witchcraft. We cast it out. We cast out a gin. We cast out familiar spirits. Because that's what we were dealing with. Familiar spirits. Mm-hmm. And don't you think, don't you think all these demons not coming after your president? They did. They did, and they told you that. They told us, the nation, they were going to do it, and they did. And a lot of people think, well, I could just pray and stop it. Uh-uh. You see, they don't have believe it anyway. So what you don't have believe, you're only going to have pray against. What you don't have a knowledge as effective, then what you do is have effectiveness against it. It don't stop it. You got to be fully committed. And the retaliation. It will they will retaliate on your family. 
If they can't get to you, they'll get to your kids. They'll get to your dog. Your cat. They'll make the water dry up in your fish tank. So how are they going to do that, Erica? They'll make you so distracted and absorbed in something else, you won't, you won't take care of the fish tank. That's how they do it. They'll make you so confused in your mind that you don't even have your own mind. You won't even remember to take care of the fish tank. That's how they do it. Yes. And you, you against you. Did you hear what I said? They use you against you. Well, how they do it? They cause confusion. And the things that you have to do that are normal for you, that are good for you. And they use spirits to work this stuff through. They will cause you to lose your home. They will, and and I'm telling you, they, they use you to work against you. They'll, they'll come up with ways where you don't you, you don't read your Bible because they know that your Bible is food and fuel against them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me tell you something that happened when I, when I prayed with her. God said, don't have nobody behind her. I said, okay, she's going to hit that floor. I said, I know it's going to happen. So I had her just come up and I lightly touched her and she hit the floor and her head went crack and I know it scared her I said look Jesus is not going to let anything happen to you don't worry about Jesus causing you to get hurt here and you know what Jesus did tell him what he did with your head when you got up I didn't have that tightness in my head. Oh, uh, it, it was like a um, like a hand putting your someone's hand up behind your head, telling you where to go and how to go. And it it just it felt so tight and stiff. And even now, I am not sore. I don't have pain. And it was like. I never hit my head on the ground that hard. I have no, there's nothing. Brothers and sisters, this is why I don't do a lot of talking. I don't know enough to talk so much. But I know Jesus. And I know Jesus loves you. And I know Jesus wouldn't do anything to hurt you or harm you or allow anything to happen to you. And I know that when you come here, he's delivering you from all of that stuff that has been used against you inside of you. Mm -hmm. That's why I tell you, you got to go into ease. And then I realized some people have been so tortured, so tormented, they don't even know what ease is. I can remember a man asked me one time, what is peace? I said, huh? 
And the only thing I could tell this man was, you'll know it when you get it. And a couple years later, he came back and said, I found peace. Demons are not peaceful. <clears throat> They're mm-hmm. not peaceful. They don't know peace and they don't like peace. And what I'm watching through this um, restoration, this is a restoration I'm doing here. It's a restoration. God is restoring her back to her first love. Restoring her back to the oneness with him, just like the same oneness that Adam and Eve had with God in the garden. That's where God wants you to be. That's where you got to be to be successful in this world we live in full of airways spirits. And if you got any kind of uh, uh, authority and power and gifting with God, if you've been chosen to do anything for God, you have been targeted and pent out and, and picked out for the enemy to be stopped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, he worse than Malcolm X by any means necessary. By any means necessary. He's going to stop you. He's going to try. He's going to try. That doesn't mean he's going to be successful, but that means that you got to know who you are. You got to know what you got. You got to know where you got it from, and you got to know that the Bible is true when it says, and nothing shall by any means harm you. And you got to get it first. If you're the one God has chosen, you got to get it first and then bring your family out. You can't bring them out at the same time you're coming out. But the devil will use them as a hindrance. I think Monica Harris said it first. I mean, said it right. She said, I've got to get up. I've got to take care of my family. What she was really, if there's got to be a sacrifice, it's got to be me so that they can live. But I've got to do it. And what happened? She did. She had help. Thank God for a praying family. Thank God for a sister you can call up and come into agreement with you. Everybody don't have that. And I'm going to tell you, thank God for this line right here. That teaches you how to war. Teaches your hands to fight. And win. And win. Who wants to be fighting all their lifetime a losing battle? That's stupid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But God, he has his own way. He knows who will stand. He knows who will come into agreement and take up with him. He knows, and some people just don't get it. You know why? They too selfish. They too selfish. 
Me, me, I, I, my, my. They too selfish. You know why? Again? Because they don't know love. They never been taught to love. Real love. Real love is not selfish. Real love, when Jesus said, I got to go to the cross for everybody. And then real love, when when Jesus fulfilled his passion, Father, they know not what they do. And then in the book of Acts, it was followed right up by Stephen. And he was a waiter. But the Bible said he had faith. And they stoned him to death. And he said, charge not this sin against them because they stupid. <laughs> Don't charge this to them. Brothers and sisters, God makes his own men and he makes his own women. Will you allow him to make you into what he needs you to be? Are you really ready? Are you really ready for what it's going to take for you in the kingdom of God to be effective for God? And the beautiful thing is this. You cannot be effective for God and not be blessed. It's impossible. You bless to be a blessing to someone else, and in the process of, of blessing someone else, you get the biggest blessing you ever had. I have to use this, this sister here. She's going back home. And I had to tell her yesterday, we're going to finish up with her today. I said, now, when you walk in the door, understand this. The anointing of God is going to be on you, and all hell is going to break loose. (laughs) (laughs) I'll charge you. Because what did they have to say? Moses. Moses had to put put a covering. A covering over his head because the glory was so brilliant. Because the presence of God was so visible. And the devil hates it. So don't think there's not a price you have to pay. Don't think magic is witchcraft. It ain't real. But the Bible says, again, I'm going to repeat it, only what you do for Christ will last. Mm -hmm. You know what kind of reward I got from God for ministering to California. You can't imagine. You just can't imagine. But I can imagine... (laughs) I can imagine, I can imagine the angel smiling 
I can imagine our Father God looking at her and seeing the blood of Jesus and seeing her restored. I can imagine. I can imagine the angel saying, man, it couldn't happen to me, but look how glorious this is. I can imagine. And I can imagine God saying, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I can imagine. This woman's going to go home. She said to me, I love my sister. Don't you know the first thing she's going to do and desire is for her sister to be free? For her husband to be free? And yet and still she got to wait on God to even explain all this to them. Because remember the devil, the devil tried his best to devalue her testimony before she even uh, had it. Because it was always in existence. When God hung the stars in the sky, he knew she was going to give this testimony. He knew her life was going to be transformed in January 2021. None of Amen. this is God by surprise. And it's hard. Everything the devil tried to do to take me off the air, to take me out of existence, to ruin my ministry, God knew he was going to tell me, pick up that phone when this lady called. And I was going to pick it up. And she was going to be set free. And her ministry is needed where she lives, California. But guess what? God called her. God ordained her. God anointed her. God is empowering her. God, 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 predestined, predetermined, preordained a certain woman was going to get free and free her family and free others. That is her purpose for being born. It's your purpose for being born. And some of you, you're just lazy. You're just sitting on it. What do I do? All you know to do, all you can do for somebody else. And then God will make it happen for you. I didn't mean to take over California. Oh no, that's okay. <laughs> it's it's good. I'm listening. Praise God. It's the truth. As I know it. Right now. Now I want you to say, ha ha ha. It didn't work, devil. Ha ha ha. It didn't work, devil. And it never will. It never will. You see that first song I played on here? It's called The Church, Triumphant. You're the church. I'm the church. And we will forever be triumphant 
in Christ Jesus. Because there is no failure in Christ. But God calls us in Christ Jesus. What I say? An overcomer is a believer that has had an authentic experience with God. An experience that nobody can shake you because they didn't make you. Nobody can turn you because they can't control you. In Christ, you got to live. In Christ, you got to die. In Christ, in Christ, you got to become immovable, unshakable, always in the love of God. In Christ. In Christ. The church is triumphant. In Christ. In Christ Jesus. You will. Always. Succeed because. God. Wants you restored. To himself. God wants you reconnected. To himself. God wants you to be an authentic believer. Not a copycat. Not a counterfeit. Mm -hmm. Authentic. As to how. He has made you. And you will never fail. Because the church. Is triumphant. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> 
God is already at people. Many foolish conquerors made the mistake of thinking that because he had driven the church of Jesus Christ out of sight, that he had sealed his voice and left out his life. God is always had a people. The powerful current of a rushing river is not diminished because it is forced to flow underground. Though the purest water is a stream that bursts crystal clear in the sunlight after it is forced its way through solid rock. David Charlotte and select Simon the magician sought to barter on the open market that power which cannot be bought or sold. But God has always had a people. Men could not be bought, and women were beyond riches. Yes, God has always had a people. There are times of affluence and prosperity when the church's message has been nearly diluted into oblivion by those who sought to make it socially attractive, easily organized, and financially profitable. If their gold plated, great and personal instructions with you, they misrepresented, ridiculed, gone and stored. These followers of Jesus Christ have been according to the women of time, elevated in faith, mothers and parents. Yet through it all their mercies on this part of the army that meets. God's chosen people who do not be black and black and murdered or killed on the day to save us. That's the church. That's the